Welcome to Beauty and the Gee, the podcast about jujitsu and so much more. I'm Jen Eads, a one-stripe blue belt, even though the washer decided to demote me and took <laughs> the stripe off of my belt. I'm still a one-stripe blue belt, curious and full of questions about all the things jujitsu. And I'm AJ Klingerman, a Brazilian jujitsu black belt obsessed with jujitsu. And today we are talking about confidence. Do you have confidence in your jujitsu? I feel like we should have brought my therapist along for this. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, this episode was inspired by a recent episode that Mel Robbins did on her confidence toolkit. And I was like, ooh, I see lots of places this could apply yeah. in my jujitsu life. So I'll also put a link to the Mel Robbins episode in the show notes so that you can check that out. Okay, AJ, where do we start with confidence in jujitsu? I think just starting by talking about like her saying that confidence is just your willingness to try. Mm-hmm. I liked that. Like I did too. I think that's that that feels easy, right? Are yeah. You willing to try it, be confident. You know, like, yeah. My actually, <laughs> my last therapy session was on confidence. Like that's one of the big things we were talking about. My therapist said, basically, when you're living authentically. When you're you, that's when you're confident. Mm-hmm. When you're trying to be something you're not, that's when you start to feel, or when you're like comparing yourself to others or anything like that, that's mm-hmm. when you're, you feel less confident. Yeah. But when you're just being yourself, you know, and I think we can look at like children just out playing or yeah. somebody that's just like in their mode, like in their environment. That's mm-hmm. just even the shy people, when you see them talking about their thing. Right then you can tell that they're more confident. True. So after listening to her episode and preparing for this one, I made a list of places where I don't necessarily feel confident in jujitsu, or I have not in the past. Some of these might be getting better, but eh, it depends on the day. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So number one, getting my blue belt, leveling up. Right. So these are places you did not feel confident. Yes. Okay. Just wanted to reiterate. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Competing and sometimes rolling with higher ranks. I feel like my brain just goes blank and I don't know any jujitsu. Coming back after my shoulder injury, I wasn't very confident with that. And then uh, the latest one has been doing no gi. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So those are kind of like my top five where it has shown up or not shown up in the past and maybe sometimes still today. And I think sometimes, you know, like even little things that we don't really think about, like those are kind of, you know, doing a different type of the sport or at a different level or something like that. But sometimes it's just like my confidence to be able to get out from underneath someone. Oh yeah. Things like that, like being able to work on those things, Mm -hmm. I think can also help a lot in your confidence in jujitsu. For example, I tell a lot of people, and I'm going to tell everyone of you now, (laughs) if you're going to compete, some of the ways to feel more confident is one, have a game plan, right? Know what you want going in. Mm -hmm. It's a lot less scary when you know what you're going after. Yeah. And two, work on your standup. You know, like when I had the most nerves around competing, it was because I was afraid of the standup portion. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't know. Could I get the takedown? Would they get, would they take me down? You know, like, how would that go? And then once we hit the floor in the competition, I'd be like, okay, now it's just jujitsu. Yeah. But all of the nerves leading up to that were just like the unknown of my ability to do stand up. 
Well, one of the things that Mel talks about in the podcast to help with confidence is preparation. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's totally game plan. And then um, micro drills. Yes. Because I feel like the less I have to think about something, Mm -hmm. chances are much better I'm going to actually hit it. Yeah. And so what you're kind of talking about with like the micro drills is like, if I have an overhand grab to your wrist for the Kimura, Mm -hmm. say, I'm going to do that grab over and over and over and over. It may not seem like a real important part of jujitsu, like you think about the Kimura as a whole, but if you just have that grip every time, then the moment you see that arm, you're going to grab it without even having to think about it. It just creates muscle memory. Yeah. You know, my setup for my takedowns, I've drilled those thousands of times. Mm -hmm. So it does create that muscle memory. And it's right. It's, it's that preparation that makes you less nervous and therefore more confident. Yeah. I think she called it the confidence competence loop. I like that. Yeah. So the more you do it, the more confident you're going to feel. And then you're feeling more confident with it. You're going to have more confidence with it. Boom. <laughs> Boom. And you're back in the loop. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like she kind of referenced like a big test when you were yeah. in school. And, you know, if you didn't study at all, you were super nervous. Right. And studying, that's what that's what jujitsu is. You know, like yeah. it, I think most people... Definitely most of my students (laughs) don't think about jujitsu much outside of the four walls of the gym. Mm -hmm. And I think the ones that do, the ones that like go back and watch their videos or read their notes or, you know, watch instructionals or anything like that, just really excel and are way more confident. Yeah, I can see that. Something else that she said that kind of goes along these lines is that the more you try something, the more you lower your resistance in your brain and your body to actually doing the thing. Interesting. Did you have a good example for that? It made me think about competitions. Yeah. Like the more you show up, you know, the more you go through the process. Yeah. The more you deal with those nerves and, you know, feeling like you want to throw up before you get on the mat. Yep. The easier it gets every time. I mean, I found that with public speaking and performing, and I'm sure that if I competed more and had that desire, that it would absolutely translate to that. Yeah, definitely. And usually when people have really bad nerves surrounding competition, I'm like, do it more, Mm -hmm. do it more, do it more. (laughs) The likelihood of you feeling better about competing by just not competing You know, like, yeah, I'm just going to take a year or two off of competition and, you know, then I think I'll be good. Mm -hmm. Probably not how that works. No, you have a year or two (laughs) of anxiety built up. Exactly. You're you're better off to every competition you possibly can and get through it. Figure out how to work through those nerves. Something else that she talked about was imposter syndrome, which I think can show up after promotion and, and that kind of stuff. I love what she said about it. She said, if you're not experiencing it, then you're not growing. So you'd need to embrace it and recognize it when it shows up and be like, hey, great. This means I'm challenging myself and growing in some area. And I really liked how she reframed that. Yeah, definitely. That is good because I think we all feel imposter syndrome in some aspect of our life. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, if you take that as a moment to feel like you're growing in that aspect, Mm-hmm. I think that's really good. Yeah. Also, you know, you know, not just for you, but for everybody, like trust your coach. Mm-hmm. You know, your coach doesn't want to put the next belt on you if you don't deserve it. Right. And so 
you may feel like, oh my gosh, you know, like I just entered real deep waters, Uh but your coach believes in you. They think that, you know, you deserve that. So, you know, sometimes you can look at it as confidence coming from other people believing in you. Mm -hmm. You know, like I don't think that you should be less confident because of the people that want to tear you down. You're going to ignore that. Okay. Mm -hmm. But for the people that believe in you, believe them. And listen to them and draw confidence from that. So whether that's your coach or your teammates or your friends or whatever, draw from their confidence in you. I love that. Yeah. During the podcast, she actually gives you her five simple tools. And so I thought it would be fun to talk about those and how we can apply those to our jujitsu or anywhere else in our life. Uh, The first tool was take action. One of the ways that I've been trying to do that the past week or two is putting myself like starting in bottom half. Yeah. Because I (laughs) I have no confidence in my bottom half, you know, based on data. (laughs) I've got the data to support that. But the more I'm doing it, the more I'm like, oh, we're fixing things. Exactly. And the more I can be there and fix the things, then the more... I'm feeling better about it. And the more, like, I'm not going to freak out. I won't be like, oh, what do I do now? You know, I know we just drilled it. I know we just worked on it in class, but I don't know what to do. Yeah. But then your mind goes blank. Right. Yeah. So Um, I think it's the, I'm building that muscle memory too. Yeah, definitely. And you're recognizing I can survive. Yes. Right. Like, I think that's also really important for people is, you know, For the most part, most of us are not doing no time limit things. Yeah. So there's five minutes on the clock or however many minutes your coach puts, you know, but all you have to think is like, maybe I'm getting smashed, but I only have to last five minutes. Yeah. And if I can create some space for myself, then maybe I can escape or, you know, maybe I can survive better. And then when you get in a tournament, you can be like, oh, I've been here before. Yeah. This is okay. You know, like. This isn't near as bad as so-and-so's pressure, you know, their top half or whatever. I know that, you know, I've been here a million times. I can get out of this or I can survive it. I feel like it's helping me already, even just committing to doing that. And it's nice to feel like I've got the thing, like I'm working on this thing right now. And I think it goes back to, you know, eventually like game plan and all of that stuff. Um, It just yeah, I'm feeling more confident and like maybe I can survive a little bit longer and my defense is getting better and yeah, it just feels good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, We had a couple girls in class last night and they both competed in the Arnold's Mm -hmm. and um, both struggled under mount. They're pretty new white belts. You know, they both got caught under mount and really struggled in the tournament. So last night they started every round under mount. Nice. And every time they escaped, they just had their partner go back to mount. Yep. And they just did that the whole night. They didn't even try to get any other types of rolling in yeah. because they knew that was their weakest point and they didn't want that to happen again. I love that. Me too. I was very proud of them. I didn't even tell them to do it. And along with taking action, she says that the courage to take action comes first before the confidence and then the confidence builds over time. And I thought that was a really good reminder. Yeah. The second tool was start acting like the person you want to become. So today I came in late and <laughs> missed most of warm up. So I'm embracing the purple belt that I will become oh, someday. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm working on it already. <laughs> 
not accepted. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I do agree with that. And I actually had a conversation in our women's class the other day that was like, you know, you're at four stripes on your white belt, you know, you're getting a blue at some point. You're three stripes on your blue, you know, you're getting a purple at some point. Don't desire that belt, but desire to be the person that deserves that belt. Mm -hmm. So like it, it is that kind of act as if like, what do yeah. you expect of yourself when you have that belt? How can you work on those things now? Yeah. So, yeah, it's I, I always like that kind of act as if too. you know, like mm -hmm. if you don't have confidence, let's fake it till we make it kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> eventually you'll start just having confidence. Yeah. It'll start kind of like seeping in. Because mm -hmm. you've been pretending to be confident. It'll just kind of seep in little bits at a time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the other suggestions she had was to create an alter ego or ask yourself, you know, what would so-and-so do in this moment? Yeah, I like that. I like, well, you have an alter ego for your negative self-talk, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so why not have a confident alter ego? Right. Clark Kent and Superman, you know, like. What is your superhero alter ego? All right, everybody, you have homework. We want to hear all about your superhero alter ego or not superhero alter ego, like whatever, whoever that is, DM us and let us know. Yeah. So she was even saying like hers is the rock. Like yeah. what would the rock do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it can be a person, you know, maybe your grandmother was super confident and like, what would my grandma do? Like, yeah, your coach or your, you know, somebody that you look up to at the gym or a superhero or whatever. I just yeah. think that's a really cool thing. Or even just giving it a name that isn't a specific person, but it's just like, when I feel very confident, I feel like it's this part of me and give that person a name. I like it. Number three, prepare. The more you practice, the more competent you will be. So every time you run your game plan, you lower your stress and practice from bad positions. I mean, Mel didn't say that, but, right. but you know. We but, knew she meant it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like she would like jujitsu. Yeah. Mel, if you're listening, <laughs> come train with us. Come, come try it out. <laughs> Free 30 days. <laughs> that would be awesome. That'd be very Can you cool. imagine if Mel Robbins shows up to camp? No. no. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Can we get her to teach a workshop? <laughs> yes. Okay. It's in the universe yes. now, so yeah. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. <laughs> The fourth thing was a mindset reframe. And she frames, frames the mindset reframe as, as why is it worth trying? She talks about how hard times and challenges prepare us and lead us to the next thing. And you can choose not to wallow in your failure and self-doubt. Um, just because you're in that place, it doesn't mean that you've got to stay there. Yeah. Well, you know, I think a normal thing that people say in jujitsu is you win or you learn. Yeah. Right. So this is kind of looking at our failures as just stepping stones to learning. Mm -hmm. um, now, I obviously think you can learn from winning as well. Yes. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I've always been the person that doesn't have regrets mm -hmm. because I feel like everything that's happened brought me to who I am today. Exactly. So, you know, I know a lot of like salespeople that's like, you got to get a hundred no's to get one. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. like, and if you have that kind of mentality, every no is just closer to the yes. Yeah. And so you don't take it personal. Yeah. So like every failure is just closer to you being successful because 
that's what you can learn from. That's that's what's going to help you catapult towards success. I agree 100%. But you can't fail if you don't try. And she says that failure equips you with the skills and the wisdom to do bigger things. Yes. And then number five, I love this. Focus on you. Nobody is going to try for you. And stop looking at what everyone else is doing. Yeah. That's huge, I think. It is. And we've had some talks about like comparing ourselves to others and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, just focus on you and be yourself. Yeah. That's that being authentic is where confidence comes from. A hundred percent. Says my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we need to get your therapist on the podcast. <laughs> we should see if she'd do that. I bet she That would be cool. That'd be awesome. Do you have anything else to add to this? A silly thing is I used to always tell people like, so long as you're willing to act a fool, you'll always have a good time. Mm -hmm. And kind of the thought process behind that wasn't that like you're making a scene or whatever, but like if you're willing to like get on the swings and swing or, you know, like get on the merry ground, anything I'm I'm using playground references, but Mm -hmm. like, honestly, if you're willing to just be silly and, and be a little vulnerable that maybe people might judge you, but like not care about it. Yeah. You're going to have a good time and that good time is going to lead to confidence. Yeah. I don't think anybody has any more fun than Jennifer and me. That, yeah, that might be correct. <laughs> Although Jennifer might have a run for her money for you and Abby in Costa Rica. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> also, also just having a great time. And I love that. Like that's, you know, but when you have a good time in jujitsu, it does build your confidence. It does. You know, like it helps you feel like you know what you're doing a little bit. And even if you're getting beat up, you're still laughing and it's not, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. I didn't know I could get beat up and laugh all at the same time, (laughs) but it's become very, very apparent that I can do both. I can multitask. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's part of it too, is if I come in with an attitude of I'm going to play, I'm going to have some fun, versus I got to go tap somebody. Right. Yep. Yeah. Which is weird. Even hearing that coming out of my mouth felt really weird. (laughs) I'm going to go in and murder everyone. (laughs) Right. That's so me. Um, And and you know, like if it's comp training or something, like you should go in like, yes, I'm going to go in and put my best foot forward. Yes. I'm not playing. You know, it's competition preparation. I'm going to murder people. Yes. But then, you know there's somebody else that also is going to murder people in that room and it might be you. So just be okay with that too. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I can definitely tell a difference in how I roll based on my attitude when either when I walk in or sometimes I might walk in, not in a great place, but usually it'll shift. Yeah. And as long as it's shifted before I start to do rounds, then it's usually pretty fun. Yeah. 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 And it should be, you mm-hmm. know, like we always play music and stuff like that just to kind of lighten the atmosphere. The week we were gone in Costa Rica, they said that no one played music and oh it was so weird in here. <laughs> I, was like, I can't imagine why didn't one of the students get up and put music on. That's funny. I mean, they were just trying to be respectful. I'm like, that's, that's, you know, we like music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're thinking about competing, but maybe you're kind of lacking confidence in that, make sure that you are subscribed or you're following the podcast if you're not already, because in the next episode, we are going to be breaking down IBJJF rules and requirements and all that fun stuff that can feel a little overwhelming if you've never done an IBJJF tournament before. 
Definitely. Yeah. I've done several. Um, so I've got a little bit of background on that. Uh-huh. Good uh, because I've done none. Yes. <laughs> We're always a good team. Exactly. <laughs> um, also, I want to give a shout out to Alicia. Um, she got her first stripe. Yes. And sent a message and said, um, it all started with Beauty and the Ghee. So she listened Yay. to the podcast before she started jujitsu. So we're both the best. That um, is awesome. That makes my heart so happy. Right. And she messaged and said um, that we are like her little overseas coaches who gives her advice through the podcast. So I thought that was great. I love that. I also had a girl, Vanessa, message me. These are all on Instagram. And her message starts with, I don't know if you'll ever read this. <laughs> I'm going to read them. Just so you know, I will read them. But she was having trouble with a gi, right? Like getting the right size for her. And she'd ordered a couple and, um, you know, just was struggling with a good fit. Mm-hmm. And so she messaged me everything and sent pictures and stuff. And um, I helped her pick out a couple geese that I think will fit. So nice. Um, feel free to message us. Like, yes. We're here. For you to ask questions to, you know, we've been, I've been around the game a long time. I'm happy to help in any way. I'll be a great cheerleader for you. (laughs) (laughs) But also, you know, like if people are questioning, you know, like how to feel when they got their blue belts or how to feel as an older grappler, we're both older grapplers, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's lots of stuff that we can help with. So yeah, always feel free to reach out to us. And we love to hear from you. And where can they message us? We're mostly hanging out on Instagram at Beauty and the Gee Podcast. I'm also out there at Brassy Broad Jen. And I'm AJ Klingerman everywhere you go, except TikTok where I'm role model. And I'm also on TikTok at Brassy Broad Jen. Yes. Pretty much everywhere <laughs> at Brassy Broad Jen. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Consistency. Also, check out our video that we that Kendra Barrett put out. Oh yeah. Um it's it's about our Role Model Women's Only Grappling Camp. That's July 7th through the 9th in Indy. Um, we have less than 100 tickets left for that event. And uh, she made a really cool video. I got goosebumps the first several times mm-hmm. I watched it. So that's on all of our pages. So feel free to find that and watch it and share it with your friends. And come visit us at camp. Yes. And pay special attention in Spotify because Spotify rolled out a new thing. And I know that about half of our listeners are listening in Spotify, you can now put polls and questions attached to an episode. So check it out in Spotify. We're going to put some kind of poll or question with this episode, um, probably something around confidence and participate. Answer the question, participate in the poll. Let us know what you think. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Your on and off the mat tip for this week is to try. And it doesn't even have to be at jujitsu. Like, try something and then message us and let us know what you tried. Very good. I love that. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you on On the the mat. mat. Beauty and the Gee is a production of the Brassy Broadcasting Company. And brought to you by Role Model Grappling.